Welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host Stephen Edwards and today I'm delighted to be joined by Kira Dosdall and Lisa Chesson. First up is Kira Dosdall. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Kira Dosdall from the Metropolitan Riveters. Kira, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? It is going great. Just taking a little break from my work day. This is it. So I uh, took a bit of time out just to chat some hockey and let the listeners get to know you a little bit better. So with that in mind, where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? I grew up in Fairfield, Connecticut, and I started playing hockey when I was five years old. I know Connecticut a little bit because I've spent a bit of time in uh, Greenwich, Stamford, uh, Riverside. So mm-hmm. it's, it's quite a nice part of the world. Yeah, it is really nice. I actually um, grew up playing in Stamford. That was my home ice rink. Um, yeah, it's a great place to grow up. And you played college hockey at Colgate University. What are some of your favorite memories from your time there? Yes, I did. Um, Colgate was awesome. I, I have a lot of family history at that school, so my dad played college hockey there. Um, my mom went there. My brother went there, so it was pretty easy decision for me to um, tradition. But um, in terms of hockey, I think one of my favorite memories was um, beating Princeton in the ECAC quarterfinals. We weren't expected to move on, and we got to go to the the final four for ECACs, which was um, a big step forward for the program at the time. And after playing at Colgate, you decided to venture overseas and play in Austria for the Vienna Sabres. What was that experience like? I mean, completely different from the U.S., I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I had no idea that those kind of opportunities exist. I was definitely one of the first people from, I think, college hockey to go over to Europe to play. Um, it It was kind of a risk. I didn't even know where I was going to live the day I was leaving for my flight. Um, that being said, I stayed for four years, um, ended up, you know, getting a job out there and playing hockey and traveling both with hockey, but also in my free time, uh, learned the language, um, and made one of my best friends, um, in my life. So it was a fantastic experience. I'm actually talking to Colgate, who are thinking of going over there to tell them about my experience and, you know, urge them towards it because it was one of the best experiences of my life. A number of players in the NWHL have actually had experience now in Austria. Why do you think a number of players have ventured over there before the NWHL came into existence? Um, I think, you know, when we were uh, up until the NWHL existed, there was really only one opportunity to continue playing in the U.S., and that was in Boston with the CWHL. So unless you were going to live in Boston and and try and be on that team for a limited number of spots, if you wanted to keep playing hockey, um, Europe was really the only option. Um, And then beyond that, you know, I think Soon after I went over there, you know, social media took off and people started to worry about those opportunities when beforehand it was really, you know, hearing through the grapevine about the experiences and trying to get in touch with um, these foreign teams. So I think uh, for reasons probably anyone wants to go travel, it's an appealing opportunity for sure. 
Talking about traveling, where would you say was the most favorite place you went to during that time? Ooh, that is a tough question. Um, I think for me, my favorite experiences were those where I had a real, uh, real experience with the culture, the day to day with people who live. Um, so we got to go all over the place, but I think my favorite was probably going back to Innsbruck where, uh, my friend and teammate Janine Weber, uh, just because I got to, you know, stay with her family, meet her grandparents who didn't speak a word of English, um, you know, experience her mountain house, which has been in the family for hundreds of years, uh, and really get a feel for that true culture. So that was probably my favorite spot. For anyone who's listened to the episode I did with Janine, um, they'll know that I've I've spent some time in Austria. Um, Innsbruck is very, very pretty. I mean, I've stood at the very top of the the ski jumping hill and look down and then maybe thought to myself that maybe yep. that wasn't the best idea in the world, but um, it is very, very pretty. <laughs> it is beautiful. That was the other thing. I had never really experienced mountains like that in my life. Um, so I remember getting off the train, it was dark and I could, you couldn't feel how enormous they are and powerful, even though I couldn't, I couldn't see them. And then waking up there in that mountain house is just, the, the most spectacular thing I think I'd ever seen. So after that, you returned to North America, first of all, playing in the CWHL, and then you joined the NWHL. How did the opportunity come about to play in the NWHL? Um, so there were rumors of the NWHL floating about, um, and I just reached out, I think, directly to Danny Ryland, uh, to learn more about it and see, and, you know, kind of make a pitch for, um, why I should be able to join the league. And it really went from there. I think they were, um, they were looking for quality players and I think I reached out at a good time. Um, and then I went to a, a tryout, uh, over in, I think it was in Long Island. Um, and then I was offered a contract for the New York team from there. A number of questions are coming on Twitter, so let's get to those. Daisy Unlocked asks, what's your favorite memory from season one? How great were the old jerseys? Hmm. Uh, season one was so great. I think one of my most memorable, um, one of the most memorable parts of season one was definitely uh, our first game ever. I think that will be etched in my memory forever. Looking out at the ice and seeing, it, it just looked professional. There were fans in the stands. Um, and it kind of hit me then that this was a a new time for women's hockey um, and women's athletics. And then also our trip to Japan was just a little bit surreal. Hard to pick one moment out of that trip, but I think that's something that will bond that group forever. <laughs> um, and the old jerseys, they were so cool. Yeah, Steph followed that up with saying, out of all the Riveters jerseys you've worn, which season is your favourite? So is that the first year ones that are the ones you like the most? I think, you know, aesthetically, probably season one are my favourite. They're kind of that traditional rosy, um, you know, you've got the rivets on the jersey and super meaningful. I also, I just love those uniforms. Um, but also this year, season three with, the devil's colors, you know, that, that is powerful. 
in what it's in itself. So it'd be a tough call between the original season and, and this season. Another one from Daisy Unlocked. Who's the hardest player to play against in the NWHL? There are so many good players. It's hard to pick who's the hardest. I think I'd have to go with maybe the goalies on Buffalo. They, uh, and this actually goes back to our last game um, last season where they just completely uh, stood on their heads and, and shut us out and won the game. Um, so I might go, I might go with that. Anna Shea asks, do you have a favorite team to play against? And if so, why? I can't say I have a favorite team to play against. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, competition history with Boston where that's always, it's always fun to get up to play against them. But honestly, any team can beat anyone at any point. So um, it's equally fun to get up for every single game. And she also asks, favorite memories of Riveter? I would have to go with stepping out on the ice uh, for the first game this year in the Prudential Center where the Devils play. Um, that was obviously the most fans we've ever had. I think we had, I'm not sure what the exact number was, but over 1,000. It, it was just such a step forward, such a memorable experience to be in the Devils locker room, stepping out onto that ice. Um, that was a huge milestone for women's hockey and it was really, really special to be a part of it as a riveter. Absolutely. It was an incredible experience and um, again shows just how far the league has come since the very start of season one. Yeah, absolutely. The All-Star game was announced last week and with that in mind, Daisy Unlocked asks, which teammate do you most hope makes the All-Star team this year? Ooh, uh, well, I think I have a lot of teammates who are obviously very deserving of going to the all-star game. Um, but I would, if I had to pick one, I would have to pick Katie Fitzgerald. She's just outstanding. And I, I think she keeps getting better, which is exciting. Um, so if I had to pick one player, I'd, I'd pick Katie. Yeah, I think everyone's just looking at that save just before the the series against Team USA and just an incredible save at the time. And then obviously how she played against the U.S. women's national team as well. Oh, definitely. She was actually my roommate over the weekend. And, um, you know, to me, it would be surprising if they, the Team USA organization didn't take another look at her after that performance. And just in general, um, like I said, I think she keeps getting better with time and totally proved herself this weekend in in that game. What was your thoughts on the two game series as a whole? The two game series was incredible. I mean, both from the perspective of getting that opportunity and kind of bringing these two worlds together with team USA and, and the NWHL. Um, but in terms of the competition and the play and the games gave them a really good fight, which is what we were. That was the goal. Um, you know, and, and prove that we can play at that level, that we, that we can, uh, you know, give Team USA a good fight before they head off to the Olympics. So um, the entire weekend was a great experience. I think everyone that was there just loves to play the best competition, and that's exactly what we got to do. Was it good to get away from some of the cold weather? 
it was so good to get away from some of the cold weather. The week before it was, it was in the negative degrees. Um, and the Florida weather was beautiful. It was a little chilly at night, but during the day when it was 65 and sunny, it was beautiful. I actually got a little sunburn. Anna Shea asks, favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, this is super boring, but it's true. Vanilla. Kira, I'd like to thank you for joining me today, and I'd like to wish you and the team all the best in 2018. No problem. Thanks so much. Great stuff from Kira. Now time for Lisa Chesson. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Lisa Chesson from the Buffalo Buttes. Lisa, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you for having me. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's another busy weekend coming up in the NWHL when there's all sorts of stuff going on with the All-Star Weekend. And let's get chatting to you and obviously get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey? Uh, I actually grew up on a suburb just outside of Chicago called Plainfield um, in Illinois. Uh, and I want to say I started skating probably three, four years old um, out on the pond and started hockey probably about five or six. Does that mean you grew up as a Blackhawks fan? Um, actually, no, a little bit. Um, but I was actually a big Sharks fan growing up. Um, I actually wear number 11 because of Owen Nolan, who used to play on the Sharks. So. Yeah, I remember Owen Nolan very, very well. It's uh, it's when I first started getting into hockey, because I, I show my age a bit here, I remember when there was a league and the Sharks weren't in existence, and I remember the pains of their their early years where they weren't doing so well. But Owen Nolan's definitely one of those guys yeah. I remember as a Shark. Yeah, absolutely. And I still wear, wear 11, and I always tell that story. Let's talk about yourself. So you went to Ohio State University, one of our listeners, yeah. Liam Wedden, asks, when selecting a college to play at, did you place more emphasis on your long-term future away from hockey, or did you go with the fit hockey-wise? Uh, I actually chose a school. I narrowed it down um, based on um, what I wanted to go to school for. Um, so that kind of narrowed down quite a bit. Um, I ended up going to school for atmospheric sciences or meteorology. Uh, not not too many programs or not too many schools have uh, that program or a well-known program. Um, so that's kind of how I narrowed down my choice in uh, Ohio State. Uh, they were closer to home and they had a great program. This is it. And what do you remember most about your time there, both on and off the ice? At Ohio State? Um, I mean, just the whole atmosphere. I mean, it's a great football school, basketball school, um, hockey, um, big men's men's team there and you know it's a big school but it's got that small feel to it um so just you know you actually see a lot of the same people all the time so it was really nice to be in that atmosphere but yet um get kind of that small town feel and get to know a lot of people talking about um your post college hockey career you represented the u.s women's national team at multiple four nations cups multiple world championships and also at the olympic games Mm -hmm. What went through your mind the first time you were chosen to play for the national team? Yeah, it's pretty surreal. It was a shock, actually. Um, you know, you kind of grow up and that's your your goal, right? You don't have professional hockey at that time. Um, so, you know, after college, you dream about playing in the Olympics sometime or playing for the national team. And I think when I got that call or when I was informed that 
I made my first team or even got to go to the first tryout. It was incredible and it's kind of something you work for your entire life. Um, so it's kind of kind of hard to put into words, but it's a, definitely a special moment. No, absolutely, and and what you say there is is perfectly true. I mean, we're, we're sitting here today with the National Women's Hockey League, a professional hockey league, and of course, when you were finishing up your college hockey career, there really wasn't that option. So the Olympics was the pinnacle. Um, when did mm-hmm. that sink in really for you when you were chosen to go to the 2010 Olympic Games in Vancouver? Uh, to be honest, I, I still think, you know, I don't even know that it's actually sunk in. <laughs> as crazy as that is, um, it's just, you know, again, it's something you dream of your whole life and there it is happening and before you know it, you blink and it's it's done with. And, and you know, here I am eight years later still trying to process the fact that, you know, I'm an Olympian and I played in the Olympics. Um, but it's definitely, um, it goes by so quick. And I was lucky enough to be able to share that um, with a lot of friends and family that kind of had been uh, on my hockey journey all along the way. Did you walk out with Team USA at the opening ceremony? Yes, we did. Um, and that was pretty special. My parents um, were able to get tickets for that. And, you know, you're the whole day is building up to that moment and you're walking under the stadium and all the other festivities are going on that we can't see. And, you know, that moment comes that you get to walk out there and it's, it's pretty special. And it's, you definitely get those goosebumps <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I've attended a, an opening ceremony as a, as a fan when the 2012 Olympics were over here in London, but I can not even imagine what it must be like for an athlete. Yeah, it's it's crazy because you're you're in there and all the all the athletes and all the different countries are you know chanting USA or Canada or whatnot, and um, yeah, you get to meet everyone and just to be there and you know everyone's watching because of the athletes mm. and you know that passion that everyone has for a sport in general. It's it's pretty special. And in Vancouver, um, the US team would lose in a gold medal game, but what are your memories of the tournament itself? Um, just kind of how we all came together and, you know, it was such a special tournament and, you know, you want to go into the Olympics so you're not as nervous thinking that it's, you know, just any other tournament or any other game. Um, but it's kind of hard to put that aside and, you know, we're playing in Canada, um, and they end up winning the gold, but I mean, (laughs) the whole, the whole experience is, I mean, getting to share, share it with my family and. Um, that was pretty special to me. So, but it's definitely different having that tournament in Canada. It's, you kind of can't hear anything when they're playing hockey. So. <laughs> this is a, it almost seems like a little bit unfair, doesn't it? I mean, Canada won <laughs> the gold medal on the women's side, and then, of course, they then broke the American hearts on the men's side as well with Sidney Crosby's mm-hmm. goal. Yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty crazy. I ended up not um, watching the men's game. I heard about it um, but yeah, for us, I remember when they scored the their first goal, and you could not hear yourself think. It was it was pretty crazy. Who were some of your favorite teammates to play with during that time at the Olympics and also the World Championships that you played in? Um, I really got close with um, Janelle Zog. She played um, out of Wisconsin, and we actually still chat every now and then and coach together um, in the summer. Um, and Julie Chu, um, she was always really friendly and we got to know each other pretty well um during that time and she was a 
older player at the time, so she kind of took us younger players under her wing. Um, but she's always been very supportive. You joined the NWHL for the 2016-17 season with the Buttes. How did that opportunity come about? Um, I had seen the news about the league starting the year prior. Um, and at that time, I had just moved back to Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I knew it wasn't feasible for me at the time, um, having transitioned into a new job and all that. Um, and I just kind of saw the, heard about the league through and, some of my friends were playing on the team. Brian McLaughlin, she was the goalie at the time, and Kelly Stedman. And I, I talked to Brie a little bit, um, and she put me in contact with Rick and kind of the rest of its history there. But it just seemed like uh, I always wanted to continue playing, but it didn't seem like a reality at the time. Um, but I'm definitely glad I got back out there. Brian Chaos on Twitter, what was the first thing that made you think, oh, this is so great upon arriving in Buffalo? Um, I actually, I mean, the first game was pretty spectacular for me. You know, you kind of, like I said, you know, before growing up, there was no professional league. So that's not something that you, you ever thought about. And to be playing professionally and helping grow the sports, it's pretty incredible. I think no matter what city you're in, um, but for Buffalo particular, for, for me, I heard how awesome the fans were and the coaches and how well the team got together. So that was a pretty pretty exciting moment that first time out on the ice for Buffalo. And, of course, winning the Isabel Cup last season, what a way to finish your first season in the NWHL. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. I, I hadn't had a chance to uh, play in a ton of games, but it was definitely, definitely an exciting time for Buffalo and our team. And seeing that it was just the second year and we were the underdogs, so... Definitely a way to cap out this season. The Buttes have won their last four games this season. Um, what's gone well in the last few games, do you think, compared to maybe a bit earlier in the season where the wins were a bit harder to come by? I think in the start of the season, you know, our third period was pretty lacking. You know, we got outshot by crazy numbers or outscored in the third period. And I think we're starting to really gel as a team and... Um, you know, more girls are able to practice now that we practice the day before a game. So that kind of helps keep everyone consistent. Um, but I think we're just focusing on playing a full game and we still have our little lapses, but I think as a whole, we're getting better of better at not kind of dropping off after the second period. And of course, you're trying to chase down those unbeaten riveters. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they are. They definitely mesh well and they, you know, they seem to communicate well and kind of know where each other are at at all times. And uh, they're definitely beatable. Uh, it's definitely going to be tough to beat them, but uh, we got a couple more games here to, to try and do that. And of course, with the announcement today around how the playoff format's going to work, that placing in the standings has now become even more important. Yeah, absolutely. I actually just read about that Um before I started talking to you. Um, so, yeah, it'll be nice to have that home ice advantage, you know, if we end up in uh, first or second and then um, continue on. But to have that extra game at home is definitely key so you're not traveling all the time. And, of course, I touched on the All-Star game a little bit when we first started mm -hmm. our chat and you've been chosen to play for Team Levier. What does that mean to you? Uh, yeah, it's a huge honor, um, you know, Last year, I wasn't um, 
really able to play in a bunch of games. So I don't think, you know, kind of that was in the cards last year. And I honestly didn't even think about it this year. Um, but it's going to be a pretty special weekend. Um, we have six, I think, buttes going. Um, so it'll definitely be an exciting time um, to kind of enjoy it with them and then all the girls that you're friends with. But you're obviously on different teams during the season. So definitely a huge honor, and I'm excited um, to get up to Minnesota. And, of course, you've got a couple of your teammates on Team Ott. Um, is there going to be any bragging rights, do you think, whoever wins this game? I definitely think so. You know, you always got that. I mean, in practice, if you play games, small games, there's bragging rights there too. So uh, I definitely think think so for the All-Star game. Absolutely. It's going to be a tremendous competition, and that's coming up in just, just over a couple of weeks now in St. Paul. And I think everyone's looking forward to it, not only the players, but everyone else involved in the NWHL. But Lisa... I'd like to thank you for joining me today and would like to wish you and the team all the best. And of course, enjoy the All-Star Weekend when it comes up. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Excellent stuff from Lisa Chesson. And that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank tonight's guests for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week, I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportsSteven. You can find the podcast at Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.